1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD on the free Odyssey app. It's Dom time now.
2: Dom Giordano. All right, Dom Giordano show, first of the new year. Welcome in, everyone. All right, hit us on the side question today. A resolution you have... Or a celebrity, public person, i give you Mike Krasner one. Dan had several of them. That's how you get your name into the hat and the winner today. And then at the end of the week, on Friday, only four days this week, not five days, we uh, make the determination. Ralph Cipriano, a frequent guest, does an unbelievable job chronicling crime in Philadelphia, particularly Larry Krasner. But I saw him on Twitter today as we see the eight-year run. What does it take for a Democrat to be defeated in that second run, I'm trying to think of the last one that even had a challenge. You know, they just mail it in. Who was a worse mayor? I say Wilson Good. Close call with Jim Kenny. You know, we went through some of the uh, uh, just ridiculous stuff this guy's engaging. Let's go to Ralph, and we'll tell you where to find him, too, for the latest on everything happening here in Philadelphia. Hey, Ralph, Happy New Year. And uh, for listeners... You moved from Big Trial to where?
3: We moved uh, to Substack, Dom. So you can find me at uh, RalphCipriano.Substack.com. That's me. All
2: right. C-I-P-R-I-A-N-O. So, uh, Ralph, um, coming through uh, 2023 into 2024, new mayor, new police commissioner. I have high hopes. uh, Sherelle Parker has said and ran on a platform. That really helped to knock off Helen Gim and maybe told us there is more of a hunger in Philadelphia neighborhoods for sanity of a sort. Not that she's going to be in a frontal attack with Krasner. I think the area of contention is going to be over retail theft because it's obvious, it's factual. All the other stuff, you know, the inquiry and everything else can kind of muddy the waters. You can't on retail theft.
3: Uh, I totally agree, Dom. She staked out her position. She told me, uh, you know, um, no one is going to be able to, when she's the mayor, nobody's going to be able to walk into a store and help themselves to $499 worth of merchandise, and there will be no repercussions. So she's already staked it out. I asked her at a press conference, you know, um, how are you going to do this at all? And she just basically said, we're just not going to accept it. And she's been talking to Larry Krasner and, god knows
2: i know what that's like so well what they're going to do the police commissioner made the point i think ralph they're going to keep the receipts in other words they're going to prosecute all this stuff they're not going to slow walk it they're going to go public they're going to give i would say a monthly report how many arrests what's happened and then they're going to talk about what did krasner do and i think that's the way to do it. That's how you build up something, if there's any hope, to push back on them.
3: Well, um, yeah, Bethel, uh, Kevin Bethel, the new police officer, uh says he's a big data guy. And, my God, the data is all over the place. I mean, Larry Krasner is just, you know, all, all the all the numbers show that he's not uh, prosecuting retail theft. So, uh And when goes to court, he only loses 25% of them. Um, You know, three-quarters of them, two-thirds of them are getting either dismissed or withdrawn. So, um, you know, and and they're writing basically tickets known as summary offenses. And uh, although Larry tells us all the time that you can go to jail on a summary offense for 90 days, I sent him a uh, Freedom of Information request asking him to list all the people who had gotten jail terms. Uh, uh for a summary offense after they were arrested for retail theft and they sent back uh, a response saying they had no records responsive to my uh, request <laughs> yes.
2: so um looking to the crystal ball in 2024 then uh does krasner in some way play ball with the new team at least a little bit or no what do you say somebody who follows them every day i'm not there every day but i have a of course just a, an obsession with what this guy's done. And I'd say he doesn't play ball.
3: Uh, I agree with you, Don. Uh, he's an ideologue. Uh, nothing, you know, he was asked flat out at a couple of press conferences, you know, did you make a mistake with this retail theft uh, policy of, you know, not basically prosecuting it under 500 bucks. And he said, no, it was sound policy then and it's sound policy now. So this, Larry Krasner is a guy who, uh, unlike mere mortals like yourself and myself, Tom, Larry Krasner has never made a mistake that I've learned. <laughs> so, you know, he, he sees himself as an infallible, uh, you know, uh, a, a DA. So, no, I agree with you. I, I don't think he's going to play ball with them at all. The, the, the question then becomes, you know, how Rothbard Shirella and her new police commissioner are willing to play? Are they willing to? go into the bully pulpit every day and hammer Larry with, you know, this week's uh, stats that shows that, you know, he's letting everybody go. I guess we're all going to find out.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ralph, let's talk uh, mayors now. I think it's recency bias. Uh, Kenny was incredible, quitting on the job a Miserable. We went back to when they appointed at a very delicate time in covid the undergrad at Drexel to head up the vaccine program, among others, the Dan, the Dan, the Daniel outlaw just because he was going to put an African-American female in there and riding that one out. That's blood on your hands. But Wilson Good not only allowed move to do and fortify that before he acted, then he didn't go to the scene. He ordered or he went along with the order to drop dangerous materials on a neighborhood, bomb that, blew that up. They They... Ordered to let it burn, and then when they rebuilt it, as I recall it, it was very shoddy. They had to rebuild it a second time.
3: That's a pretty damning record, Dom. I must concede that you know um, I didn't get here until after move. I didn't move to Philadelphia until after that. So uh, I will bow to your uh, you know uh, better recollection of everything. It just seems to me that. You know, in Wilson Good's defense, he just bombed one little neighborhood in 60 houses, and it just seems to me if you add up, you know, all of the damage from the rioting, we, you know, the two sets of riots that we had ah, in 2020, the George, yeah. the George Floyd riots and the Walter uh, um, uh, Wallace riots, um, that's a staggering total of damage. And then, you know, the fact that the murder rate doubled, and People got shot at, 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 at double the previous rate, and all, you know, the carjackings were through the roof. I, I think what he – and putting a complete incompetent, like Daniel Outlaw in office, uh, somebody that he had to get rid of. I, I don't know. I, I think his, his – the damage inflicted by Kenny, in my opinion, was more pervasive. Uh, good just bombed. Yeah, you make again, a good case there. Right.
2: Yeah, billion dollars, etc. Uh, it's, it's I got to go back and Wilson good. I just remember though, you know, not going to the scene, Ralph, that's the thing that I was afraid I'd be assassinated. Then you shouldn't be mayor. You know what? I, I something where 10,000 rounds are exchanged. I think if you're mayor, you got to be there on the scene, directing your people, particularly to see the layout before you have a helicopter hanging over with explosives and dropping it from that's the a really helicopter. Dumbass idea. Yeah, I mean, we long for the days of... Uh, so how do you sh- uh, see Sherelle Parker so far? I have hope, but I'm a realist on in, in Philadelphia.
3: Well, um, I, I must admit that that her enthusiasm and... and charm, if I have to say that, or just such a welcome relief from sad sack Kenny, you know, it's just, and, and I, 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 went to one press conference of hers. I raised my hand to ask a question. She called on me. And I actually got a straight answer. Now I've been going to Larry Krasner conference press conferences for over a year and a whole bunch of Jim Kenny press conferences. And, you know, all I've been, all I got were non-answers and, and being stonewalled. So already you know, on Ralph's scale of uh, openness, I'm already impressed with uh, Ms. Parker, A- and uh, you know she's saying all the right things. So um, I guess I'm hopeful. But you know, is this like back in the Phillies and the Eagles, or are we going <laughs> are we going to be crying about this later? We'll see.
2: Apt analogy, uh, Ralph. Where did we find you again? All things Ralph Cipriano.
3: Ralph dot. Uh, uh, Substack.com,
2: that's me. Hey, Ralph, happy new year. When's the first uh, back and forth with Larry Krasner? Is it tomorrow?
3: <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's coming up soon. I, I just can't wait to see Mr. Krasner again, and I'm, I'm sure he's anxiously awaiting uh, seeing me again, too. Right, he now told me you, he's happy to see me.
2: You mentioned this. Former DA, Seth Williams, who we're big fans of, posted this on Twitter. This was a complete collapse. You mentioned the Eagles. Who do you blame for the Eagles' loss? Fifty-seven point eight percent said Sirianni. Uh, let's see. Patricia, the defensive coordinator, got in name only. Got six point eight. Two others though checked in. Krasner got almost twenty-seven <laughs> percent, and Jim <laughs> Kenny got eight point five percent. Now, look, if I if I were doing this in San Francisco, I would give it to the Soros back DA there, but uh, Otani wouldn't go to San Francisco, and ah, he said he yeah. didn't like the crime, he didn't like the degradation of it. You know, you bring somebody in here to Philadelphia, and they get carjacked right out in front of the stadium or something, they might say, "Ah, it's not a town I'm going to look at. I'm out of here. Yeah. Tom, <laughs> I can't argue with any of
3: that. Hey, happy new year, Ralph. Out,
2: so. All right. Thank you, Ralph. Thanks Same for job. Thanks Thank very Ralph. much. Uh, Seth Williams, that's great stuff. I love it. I think Krasner's a little bit low there, and so is Kenny. But uh, 57.8 uh, uh I would say, yes, it is Seriani and I've been saying that's back to game five or so. And I think there's, unless things turn around, they end up back in the Super Bowl, something like that. There is going to be a day of reckoning. One other thing, Dan. The, the NFL that you guys were defending because it's America's sport. I'm just saying that a little tongue-in-cheek with Oh, come Drew. on. How is it we have a referee in the Detroit game where the head coach of the Lions tells them about the play they're going to be? It's a tackle eligible. No, the tackle himself told them. Yeah, There's well, a video coming I mean, the ref. He, yeah, but he told them before the game – just so there would be no confusion. I guess he should have shown him pictures and everything else. And then that can't be overturned because they claim he never reported to them, even though we have evidence. Do you have to tape it? How does the NFL continue to allow some idiocy like this and the Cowboys, of all people, prosper when clearly the Cowboys were unprepared? Mike McCarthy is not a prepared guy. And uh, Detroit won that game.
4: Yeah. It's ridiculous. It was, it was absolutely ridiculous. It, it was clear that he checked in. I, 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 it's hard for me because I'm such a conspiracy theorist yes. to not think there is something going on here. I mean, is, do you think there's something no. nefarious, or you think the no. ref just made a mistake? I mean,
2: you think the NFL is going to risk all this stuff just to have the Cowboys advance? I don't see it. No. Yeah. It's. It comes back to my, my side of this argument all the time. Your side is maybe conspiracy. My side is always. Do not discount incompetent idiots. That's what happened here. Yeah. And then suddenly, why is there no mechanism to go back and say, well, he did report to me. But the guy he reported to apparently is lying about it.
4: Yeah. Here's a Dan Orlovsky from ESPN. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, We'll see what comes out. But, like, why would Decker walk up to the official right there and not report? Every other offensive lineman is there. Why, like, why would he right there be communicating with the official? There'd be no reason for him to be talking to the official outside of reporting. I, I, that's what, maybe he didn't actually say something, but he walks up to the official and obviously for a reason, how could he have not reported? I, it makes no sense to me why he would leave the huddle, walk up to the official and not say. Yeah, are we going to have to, with teams that don't pay attention because they're undercoached by a clown like Mike McCarthy, going to have to have them scream out, hey, guys, I'm eligible in this play? Is that what has to happen? The referee then has to yell to the Cowboys that this guy's eligible? It's not just enough to report in? I don't know. what. How in the world does this enterprise – and, Dan, here's my bottom line, though, about all this that I come back to all the time at the NFL. America lets them get away with it. America will let them do When they took the Eagles game and flexed it to Monday night from Sunday with all these people, I'm listening to WIP, that were flying out there, couldn't get off work the next day, Tuesday, and all that stuff, they don't care. They will do whatever they want. And the reason is they're protected by antitrust. There's no leverage over them. And America says let them do whatever they want there was that one blip when we had the knee taking i thought for a moment we might get some control of this but face it they can do whatever they want right dan you're at a loss for words yeah (laughs) sorry i was doing something here
4: okay no it just came out 15 minutes ago at the nfl officiating crew and controversial lines cowboys games may be downgraded ahead of the playoffs. Maybe,
2: yeah. I mean, it should be, yeah. So uh, you can imagine if they did that here in Philadelphia. Oh, my God. Well, it affects us directly. This has a big impact on the Eagles. Makes it, as it stands, very difficult to get back to the Super Bowl. So uh, nice by D.A. Seth Williams. Yeah, I blame Larry Krasner over Nick Sariani, Dan. Alright, eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. You get in right now. I'd right, hit us some public figure, a resolution for the new year that you'd like them to keep, make it fun, make it light, anybody that you want. And uh yeah, this this thing is uh they have to know that this guy reported. There is no doubt. 855-839-1210. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
2: All right, it is uh, Dom time. Happy New Year. Thanks uh, for joining us today. Uh, By the way, too, don't forget uh, new innovation at the end of 2023. Reading, writing, and reason. Every weekend somewhere we have it. Very appreciative about that. Great guest. And the issue of education, money spent, all the nonsense, Going on. It's going to play out in 2024 in the election cycle. But to me, there are only three things that matter in the end here. One is inflation. They're not going to be able to get away with that. Two is abortion. That's an open question. I happen to think Kellyanne Conway's on this. I think Trump, and if it were Nikki Haley, I think their answers are a lot better than what Republicans get tagged with. It'll matter. But it's not going to be definitive. And three, and I can't tell in these other states. I'm going to have to see, you know, my crystal ball, how it's going in Arizona, Georgia particularly, which was very close. mail in balloting. I still have not seen President Trump do a speech, not blow around this and, and address this and say this is an all out imperative. He's on it. All they have to be on it in, let's face it, is in the swing states. That's where this is going to matter. And what's the capital of the swing states right here in Pennsylvania? If they do a good job on this, and we'll have Scott Presler back soon. He's coming to town January 14th. And I can't tell, Dan. You may want to ask Sam Ropisa. Sometimes I hear he's coming to Kensington again. Sometimes he said South Philly. He is just um, opening up so many avenues, but he's one guy. He needs resources. He creates his own volunteers, but wouldn't it be much better? No, it's a turf battle. They don't want to do that here in Philadelphia. If it's Trump, they actually want him to lose. So how could you be the head of the Republican Party in Philadelphia? We hear all the time, Dom, why do you talk about that? It's minuscule. All right. Biden only won by a percentage point with all the shenanigans in 2020. With better mail in balloting support, better people at the helm, and just a better sense, and also Biden as a candidate with inflation and everything else that's there. Biden's not going to be better. He's going to go downhill even more. As we, I mean, last night. And I think it was live, Dan. To your point, you would think they would tape this. But Ryan Seacrest looked live to me. As a performer, I think I know the difference there. Asking Biden uh, a couple of questions. Here's the Biden being asked last night about his uh, favorite uh, memory. Yes, favorite memory of 2023.
1: As you look back and reflect on 2023, what sort of, of memories, highlights stand out for you?
3: Well, one of the big highlights stands out for me is my dad used to have an expression. He'd say, Joey, a job's about a lot more than the paycheck. It's about your dignity. It's about respect. So many people through the Midwest and, and in the center of the country, their, their factors were shipped overseas the last couple of times out. And, and they were losing hope and faith. So we brought a lot of jobs back to the United States. People are in a position to be able to make a living now. And uh, they've created a lot of jobs, over 14 million. And uh, I guess when I'm, I, I just feel good that the American people got up. They've been through a rough time with pandemic, but now we're coming back. They're back. God,
2: the, that's your favorite thing out of the air, And and just the, the idea that somehow or another, uh, that answers anything that's human or not garbled. All right, but Dan has poached a couple. I want to play these. You may not have heard them at the top of the show. The issue that's making its impact known, and I'm a little bit surprised. I'll I'll see in the end if it does. I don't wish things. I know that inflation is going to be impactful. I know that abortion, although my thought is it's not going to be as impactful as it was the last two elections. And I know that mail-in balloting is definitively impactful. But illegal immigration is making its way up. The media has to cover it. It's, it's going to be even more staggering in New York. So Maria Bartiromo gets um, Cardinal Dolan on, the American Pope, he's called, head of New York. Had him on the show once when I did a show with um, Cardinal Regali here in Philadelphia, and he was funny. He was all that. But he gave a couple of interviews, and one with this Catholic migration point. He uh, likened this to the Irish coming to America. Here we go again. And, Dan, do we have the part where he talked about the people in this parish who are Italian? That's the part that got me.
4: That was from the uh, immigration. uh... Okay,
2: Yeah, that's the one I want to play. And uh, they are near the Roosevelt Hotel, which, as you know, is the center of the action. There could be 20,000 people there at any point. Dolan says he goes down to them and talks in Spanish to them. And all they want is something decent and all. You know, why can't we understand this as Catholics? Backstory here, we have an alleged devout Catholic president who is Mr. Abortion. How does that not intersect with the brand of being a Catholic? But the brand of being a Catholic to people like Dolan and these other bishops, that brand is, to call everybody a bigot, which he did in the interview with Maria Bartiromo in Congress, he didn't name names, which is fraudulent. That's a fraudulent action by anybody, including a priest or cardinal. Name names. Tell us, who's a bigot on immigration? Am I a bigot? Tell me. Come outside your little bubble here. Now, Maria gave him an exclusive interview, and she wasn't going to ask anything, but this other group, he went off on this parish. that's somewhere near the Roosevelt Hotel. Here's what he said.
5: About ready Catholic Charities a year ago to turn that school into a a school for immigrant kids who would come in and we'd we'd help them with their English. We would help them get up to speed when it comes to their eventual please God insertion into one of our schools. We'd help them with meals and health care. And the people in that parish, we're talking about first, second, and third immigration Italians rebelled and said, absolutely not. We will not have them here. Now, uh, Bishop DiMarcio always likes to point out, usually that was done by the Irish, but this time <laughs> it was done by the Italian. And, and so I tried to reason with them to go back in history and to say, this is exactly what your parents, your grandparents, no, and it's your not. great-grandparents faced. It was the same thing. And gradually they began to recall the stories. And they said, oh, uh, that's right, we remember Nona saying this, or we remembered when the Irish pastor made us Italians go downstairs for mass and not be in the main church. When I was able, I'm not saying I was eminently successful here, but I I could see the ice begin to melt and the people sort of saying, oh, that's right, we are immigrants, we are immigrants too. Uh, We are children and grandchildren of immigrants, and that's what makes our our country great. Now, the other thing I think, Mario, we need to do is we, and Carrie. I think you especially would agree with me, we have to distinguish between the political and the economic and security issues. Okay, okay, enough on that here,
2: right, Dan. Now, here's the thing. Uh, I know what these people are thinking. They're thinking, how dare you? Yeah, we are immigrants. But they have this, we're being told all the time. You know this is reminiscent of what's happening here with Dolan. When Obama said, You didn't build that. I remember the next day, Dan, the firestorm of people coming in who employ people, build up a small business, how they got into it. One guy calling me, he had You didn't been, build that. He had been up all night the night before because of closing the books on something. And this clown and then Elizabeth Warren, you went on roads that we built and all. It's the same nonsense. The Cardinal then devolves into talking about the Blessed Virgin, Joseph, as refugees. Not true. We know that. And how that's similar. They're grabbing at straws. I don't know how they've gotten away with it to this point. And a lot of it is because they only give interviews in selective circumstances. They're never challenged, particularly this guy. You're not going to see any debate on that. We could never get them on to go back and forth on this. And this is political. It's their own ideology. It's her own liberalism. And the tell is, why is there not such an all-out effort? You're bashing Republicans in Congress. You're bashing the people in that parent. They rebelled. You're trying to tell them you're exactly the same as this, and they know it's not the same at all. Why is it we don't hear them speak out on safe injection sites, on Biden, abortion culture, life, In the same matter. Now let's beat up on these people in New York who are being inundated with this. I wonder if um, there's room there at the Chancery, whatever it's called, where uh, Dolan lives. Maybe take a couple hundred people in there. Now these people in New York are under siege, and in Chicago also. Yet they will not renounce sanctuary cities. Philadelphia is going to be getting more of this. And to me, the first argument I would have, what Abbott has done is not only politically brilliant, to underline this, it's moral. It's moral because the people in Texas should not have to be inundated, overrun, so that people like Cardinal Dolan and these others can feel good about themselves and bring in some more ready-made Catholics, I guess. I, I don't know if that's the end goal or not here. I see, sadly, the same thing. We used to have the Archbishop on here in Philadelphia and a um, wonderful guy. We talked about deep sea, dot bunch of stuff, sports. I don't see him, though, on issues like this. How is this moral to inflict that on the people in Texas? And again, our laws indicate asylum, not economic hardship. And we can argue, you know, you want feeling for people and all that, but it undercuts the American worker. It undercuts everything going in New York, Chicago, not that they don't deserve it, based upon their policies. They want to announce these policies, and then when the damage happens, they want all of us to pay for it. That's what this comes down to. Do I believe those people, the, the ice thawed there? No, I don't. Maybe they felt, hey, I'm not arguing with the Cardinal over this. You know, maybe somebody said, oh, yeah, we're all immigrants. But maybe I believe in their mind they were thinking, yeah, my grandmother, my great grandfather, father, and all that stuff. It's not like this. And those people really were needed to come to America at that point. Dan read out those statistics. I think it was 1954, Dan Rousseau. So. They closed Ellis Island. And the numbers that are coming across the border. And Ellis Island was there 60-odd years or so.
4: Yeah, so the numbers, 1892 to 1954, uh, 12 million immigrants passed through uh, Ellis Island. Uh, So that's 12 million over around 60 years. Right. Uh, Comparing that to 2022, there were 2.2 illegal border crossings. 2.2 million. That we know of, right. Yes, Uh, and uh, on track, uh, numbers haven't been tallied yet, but for 2023, it's looking around 2.5 million. Uh, So if you extrapolate that, it would take probably... Uh, what, five years? Six years? Six yeah, years, well, I guess, to uh, to reach how many we did in 60 years for Ellis Island? Exactly.
2: Yeah, exactly right. And uh, Biden's reelected. We'll certainly do it during his second term. It will be completely overwhelming. Now, you've got to take heart in this, though. Sometimes people think, well, how do we win on these things? You got the church, you got the Wall Street Journal, you have progressives, you have Biden you have any number of big players out there. I would just point to the fact they haven't won yet. In other words, by law, they have not been won all the time when they talk about we need complete immigration reform. They haven't gotten that, even though the Bushes tried mightily. Meaning that if you win back the presidency, particularly if we have the House and Senate, then we're into curtailment And then we build up to try to have more curtailment for as long as we can. That's the only way on this. The heartening thing to take to heart as we enter 2024 is that this issue, and that's why he was asked about it a lot, is bubbling up. It might be, other than inflation, Biden's infirmity, translation, you see it in front of you. It might be right there. And I hope it is, that it has broken through. Because in the past, we would see people in the suburbs, and my theory was, well, they're not affected by this. You know what I mean? They can overlook it. They can overlook crime and all the rest of it. And they don't like Trump's personality. Well, inflation is the issue that affected them. And this, somehow or another, is getting through the media. And it will be a big issue. Maybe even rivaling. I'd settle if this rivaled abortion, if it kind of uh, knocked out abortion in 2024, which I think is moving away a little bit because of Trump, and then whoever he appoints as VP, you want to be looking at somebody without a body of work saying six weeks, and uh, you know you're on trial for uh, an abortion, uh, things like that. You want to make sure. The person you put in there is not going to allow them to distract with that. And DeSantis has already cooked himself on that. All right, phone lines. Hit us on that side question to 855-839-1210.
5: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours...
6: Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
2: All right, Tom Dan show, 855-839-1210. That's how you get in. By the way, I'd like to get this guy on tomorrow, Dan, the mayor of... caucus, New Jersey, says they are dropping at the train station in his town in an apparent effort, illegal immigrants, to invade an executive officer, an order by uh, New York's mayor trying to regulate how and when migrants can be dropped off in the city. The mayor, I'm not sure if he's Democrat or Republican, Michael Ganelli. Come on, Mike, you sound Italian. Oh, you know, come on. Why are you getting in the way of this? it oh, sık- sounds subject? Polish to me, Dom. Oh, okay. No, G-O-N-N-E-L-L-I. As An- F-
4: Italian as Italian can get.
2: <h chatting> yes. Uh, said that Secaucus police and town officials had been told by Hudson County officials about the arrival of buses at the train station in Secaucus Junction beginning Saturday. He said four buses were believed to have arrived and drop off immigrants when they took trains into New York City. Said the executive officer uh, order signed by Adams requires bus operators to provide at least 32 hours advance notice. It seems clear the bus operators are finding a way to thwart the requirements of the executive order <coughs> by dropping immigrants at the main station and having them continue to their final destination. He suggested that the order may be too stringent and is resulting in unexpected consequences. He called the tactic a loophole bus operators have found to allow migrants to reach New York City. Added state police have reported this is now happening at train stations throughout the entire state. Here we go in New Jersey, where you are. All right, let's go to um, Annie in Habertown here on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Annie, welcome in. Oh, thank you. How are you? Happy New Year
6: to you, Dom, and to thank the staff. You, Annie. Uh, I just wanted to make a comment on Cardinal Dolan's uh, statement, um, and I respect him and I, I like him as a person and as a cardinal. I think he has a great personality and all. Mm-hmm. But my parents were illegal. Not Ill, they were illegal immigrants that came into the country, and my mother had to have twelve steps that she had to take uh, in Ireland and. T- through the irish embassy and the united states embassy this is back in 1927 and um these 12 uh, they're not in uh, what i say they're not in effect today but they were very strict about them and what upsets me is they're illegal all these immigrants and i feel my heart bleeds for them because they're looking for freedom they're looking for freedom of speech every freedom that we have but in my book you have to come in legally there are rules and regulations you have to follow and this is administration the first day of president biden's administration he signed that bill and opened the doors to everybody in the whole country
2: the world thank you annie yeah exactly right and uh, he would continue to do it, and Mayorcus will continue to sit there and say the border is not open. And on and on we go. So, you know, I'm working, just so you know, hopefully tomorrow, because he has to be on. Guy Reschenthaler, we really like a lot. He's in the House leadership. He is a Republican from the center west of the state, and congressman. And the last time we had him, um, we went through this, and he was upset about it, but I think he might do it. That we give all this money to Ukraine, or some degree of money, and then we get a promise from Biden about the border. Well, Biden can promise anything you want in writing. He's not going to do it. So we're risking, I guess, the media is telling us, you're risking, if the Ukrainians can't hold out, then we're going to be blamed for Russia advancing. That's the risk. You give them the money, take the deal on the border. I mean, holding it up in the Senate, Republicans are saying when you get to 3,000 people a day demanding asylum, not economic hardship, then we stop the process. Democrats are saying, no, it's got to be at least 5,000. Just one element of this. Would you make a deal with Biden on this, but... You watch. All right, we're talking to a guy on the inside, a guy, Rushenthaler. As this plays out, this week, once they're back in there, you're going to see with this continuing resolution, all the money, the spending again, this impasse. There's no way. What do you do then? Now, he said, well, what you do is maybe you make it conditional, not in one fell swoop. And if they don't meet certain metrics, my God. They don't want to do it. They're not going to do it. The only leverage they have on you is to say you're letting the Ukrainians down. If they go down, if there's an offensive by the Russians as we get into early spring, let's say, then as we head to 2024, the American people are going to blame you. All right. They might. Some. Is that the biggest issue in the world? I would say to err on the side of saying, no, we're going to call that bluff because I don't trust them on the border. They can say anything and they're not going to do it. So then are we going to be overrun at the border? Well, that's the downside until this election. That's the way that it's going to go. Well, there's got to be some other mechanism. All right, this guy's on the inside, but he was very truthful and I could tell he was upset with where it appears to be going. And it's not an easy situation because you have the media ready to pounce in the manner that I talked about. Republicans have held out on this well till now. I don't know razor sharp their caucus if they'll hold together. You know the problem with that. There's rumblings that Gates and some of the others want to take out Mike Johnson again. If that happens, you know those of you that still love Matt Gates, you, you got to stop it with this guy. He's just a bomb thrower, with a hair a hair blower. My God! All right, phone lines eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. You'll get on board. We have the lightning round coming up. I've engaged
4: today. a tweeter, Dom do what I've engaged a tweeter you asked a good question and will Kenny be seen as a worse mayor than Wilson good this person responds saying let me guess everyone on this thread is a Republican and the reason you hate Jim Kenny so I've officially asked them to give me a couple good reasons to remember Jim Kenny's leadership in Philadelphia yes Yes. I can't think of one damn thing that that guy
2: did uh well if they lead with the soda tax um you know how could people who espouse first amendment usually the classic democrat progressive and all this but no Their real character is they know better. You can't drink Mountain Dew. You're a slob. So we're going to put a tax on it, on top of which, Dan, they are going to be wonders. I saw the most recent statistics. We did it on reading, writing, and reason. 72 to 74%, you know, there's a little swing back and forth of kids in the third grade, which would have had by now pre-K. They're not anywhere near on grade level. So how is it possible that all this money and all this stuff And the elixir uh, of pre-K. Do I think pre-K for kids is a good thing? Yeah. So I think all that billions of dollars that the Philadelphia Public Schools spend, why are they not doing it with pre-K then? Where does all that money go? That's Jim Kenney's biggest legacy. That and quitting as mayor and being just the most sour person who's ever held elective office of either party in any way that I can think of. So uh, thank you for engaging that. All right, uh, lightning round is next. The time has come for the final test.
0: Uh, We usually call it the lightning round.
2: Yes, that is right, today's question. uh, Hit us with that celebrity, public figure, elected, sports, doesn't matter. And give us the resolution you'd hope they follow in 2024. Get in there and uh, you can get your name into the hat. On Friday, we'll have $50 gift card from Captain Chucky's We Love Crab Cakes.com. A lot of action today, though, on what Cardinal Dolan said in a couple of interviews here and uh, where this goes. The upside is this is on the radar screen. I didn't think it would because the vote we have to think about are, say, Bucks County, Montgomery County, Delaware County, Chester County, those folks. And um, in 2020, this didn't play out that well. There were a ton of other things. This time around, I think it is. Plus, Biden cannot masquerade as competent and moderate. Inflation, people see it. They're not done with this. He can't spin it. He's sending people out there now saying how middle and lower income Americans have prospered so much during this. They're the ones that are hit the most by inflation. That doesn't stop them, though. This is where they're going to go, but it is intractable. It is not going to go away. And the polling numbers indicate that. He's not going to be able to campaign. It would be minuscule in what he does. And every time he's out there, they hold their breath, so they're limited even more. And how do you take another vacation in the middle of this if you really want to say you're fit, you're ready to go, and you're barnstorming across the country. I don't understand that. You know, if I were running, I'm collapsing in a heat at the end of that day, and then I'm still trying to grab people in the street. Did you vote for me? I, I don't get it. How in the world is that effective? All right, let's go to Greta in Gloucester on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Greta, afternoon.
0: Happy New Year, Dom.
2: Same to you, um, Greta. Thank I get you.
0: I guess uh, one of my... Uh Things I'd like to see is when these uh, judges who give conditional releases, uh, their names are released. Such yes. as the uh, judge in the Bronx who released this guy who had about twelve or seventeen arrests, and then stabbed those two teenage girls in uh, time in the arrest. Grand C- in, no, in Grand
2: New Central York. Station. Grand Central Station. Grand yeah. Central
0: Station. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I mean, in the in the Garden State, we don't elect our judges; they're chosen, but. And on Dolan, as the granddaughter of uh, Irish and Italian immigrants, he makes me, you know, I must spit out my coffee while I was listening to him the other day.
2: Yeah, it is uh, remarkable stuff, and yet they don't have the gumption to deal with uh, the pro-life issue, which is their brand.
0: Yeah, with the devout uh, Catholic Joe Rosary B.
2: Biden. Exactly. All right, Greta, thank you. Happy New Year again. Appreciate it very Have much. Happy
0: you and your staff.
2: Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, Greta, very much. 855 uh, 839 you get a line. All right, Dan, let's uh, hear some of the finalists today on the question of a celebrity of some sort or a political figure, somebody that's public, and what you'd like, a resolution you'd like them to keep. In 2020. Earl yeah, coming in with the
4: good answers. He had Joe yes. Biden listening to Pink Floyd's The Wall. Joe Biden yes. making a resolution to listen to Pink Floyd's The Wall. Uh, Jordan Upper Darby said uh, any celebrity who said that they were going to leave the country... Uh, to make a resolution to actually leave the country and get the hell out. I like that one a lot. And Greta, think, yeah. And Greta, you just heard it, judges who are making these kinds of decisions, choosing themselves to release the na- their own names. So, Dom, I- I'm leaning towards Drew myself.
2: Yeah, Drew was a great call. That's exactly right. There are going to be a hundred of these people before all is said and done in 2024. So, tomorrow, we, uh, you know, post-holiday, uh, go back to uh, business as usual. And uh, as I said, there are several people we want to talk with and uh, try to uh, move forward. on. Uh, Scott Presler, though, over the holidays, I've been following this guy. Now he's going to be at like 50 gun shows, registering people, a lot of them in Pennsylvania. Every day that he is here in Pennsylvania is a plus. And again, I realize the Trump team is trying to get over the finish line with these pesky people in Iowa with their cauckeye. But Pennsylvania cannot wait another day. You gotta put people in charge that understand the mentality of mail-in balloting, and President Trump has to speak out on this. Is that too much? He can pivot. He pivots from everything else. He can pivot on this and say, look, it's about winning. I mentioned the predictions this year. Joe Concha is pretty good guy, knowledgeable. You see him on Fox a lot, media guy. He predicted Trump, in the end, will choose Nikki Haley as the VP. I think that's, uh, if I were betting on anything, if you could bet on that, that's where I would go too because of how this will play out. He wants to win. And I take Dan's objection, though. It's not just some of the stuff that she said that's objection. It's the neocon stuff. Flies in the face. She's the worst on that. So we'll see how this sense of who a good VP choice would be. Remember, the VP choice is about winning. And then you can do what you want with them. They don't have the power to determine what they're going to do as vice president. You're the president. So Trump picks Mike Pence. Sure, he talked with Mike Pence. I'm sure he took his cues on uh, evangelicals and how to approach. But think that was about it. Yeah, he made him in charge of some things during COVID, etc. The bottom line is, whoever the president is, and his cabinet, they have a lot more to say about stuff and action. I mean, look at Kamala Harris. She's the czar of all these things, but there's no real input there. So I'm still just making the case, and we'll see the metrics of this, we'll see how they play out, that as VP, you want the person that's going to help you win. And that probably is with suburban voters, particularly women, to kind of knock down the abortion issue, etc. You get that, and given everything else going Trump's way, this is uh, incredibly winnable. All right, Dan, any final thoughts today of anything we left out? No, Happy New Year.
4: Let's have a better one than last year. Um, and let's hope for uh, some good things to come, both in Philadelphia and nationally.
2: Yes, and uh, by the way, thank uh, all the people that hit me on Twitter and said, Dom, There is a what? About a 30 hour window here since Kenny is more than 30 hours, I guess. We need an interim mayor. Sure, I'd take that. I'm just trying to figure out the policy they couldn't get rid of for a long time, like sanity and common sense. Or knocking on Krasner's door. I'm the interim mayor of Philadelphia. Let's do it. You're not going to be allowed to have those women have to stand up when you're sitting there drinking coffee every week when you pontificate.
4: Christopher Columbus allowed.
2: Yes. Yeah. We're, we're going to have Christopher Columbus States Day. back
4: with the Flyers.
2: Yes, exactly right. All those things bronze. will happen. Yeah. All right, we will see you tomorrow. Michael Pelka is next, sitting in for Rich. We're back tomorrow, noon until 3. Thanks for listening today on a holiday. Happy New Year, and thank you for a great 2023. It's much appreciated every day. With your support, and Pennsylvania is the ultimate swing state. You win this, that's the mantra. You're going to win the presidency. It's pretty simple. And we know the metrics. We know what we have to do. It's just figuring out how to get some people out of the way so that we can do it. All that here on Talk Radio 1210,
1: WPHT. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3. From Talk Radio 1210, WPHD.